At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. This is what the church is starving for. We know how to do church, but when you become the church, it's a whole other ball game. You know, I love the um, I love the beginning, brother. How you opened the service and you made it clear worship wasn't going to start with the music. It never did. It never did. Somebody striking a chord doesn't start the worship. It, 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 it really it starts before you get here. But it's right in here. It's right in here between you and him. Amen. And that's where it begins. And that's why it's so powerful. You know, it has the right, it has the right priorities. Uh, If you want to turn in your Bible, go to Isaiah chapter 11. And, uh, you know, as is the case with me most of the time when I'm going to speak, and this is, this is also the way that I pastored, um, you know, many times I just kind of let the word come when it wanted to come and, 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 uh, and uh, didn't try to pick and choose and tell God what I'm going to preach. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> it's kind of it's nerve-wracking that way, to be honest with you. But, but at the same time, you know, my heart is surrendered. And I feel, like, I feel like the message is here. God planted the message. He put it in me. And so, as it turns out, I'm just a carrier. I'm just a message boy for God, and that's all I am. Amen? If God sent a message to you personally, would you accept it? I'm asking you, would you? If God sent you a message and it was addressed to you specifically, would you accept it? Would you be excited about finding it? Would you nervously rip open the the container, just trying to get in there and figure out what he said. Yeah, I think you would. And, and, and so in saying that, the way that I frame a message adds nothing to the power of the message. Nothing. The message was powerful the moment that it was given. The way that I frame it is only about making it palatable. That's all. That's why God uses preachers. A spoonful of medicine or sugar does what? Yeah. So preachers are a spoonful of sugar. (laughs) We're sweet, you know. Amen. So the way I frame it comes through my personality. God uses that. I'm not like anybody else. I'm just me. And I got to be honest with you. I have a blast being me. I'm telling you the truth. I'm my own party. Yeah. When a preacher forgets, 
when a messenger forgets that it's the message that's important. When a preacher tries to get himself across, the message gets lost. If I try to sell you me, it's going to be woefully short of what you should have gotten. Amen? And so what I have, it's wrapped in this flesh. But it's not about me. It's about something he wants to tell you. Something he wants you to know. And so I have a message. It was born months ago for, t- for today, for now. And I'm going to do my best to give it to you. I stood in your new building today. Oh, I got filled up in there. It felt right. It felt like it had a heartbeat. It felt like it was waiting for you. Waiting for you. Amen. But all it is, is just the next stage of your development. It's a place to facilitate what you already have. The building is not going to give it to you. Amen. Yeah. I've been in this process before. The building will not give it to you. You either take it to the building or you don't have it because you're not going to find it over there. Here's what I love about you guys right now. Here's what I love about you. You're the the mouse that roared. That's right. You didn't despise the days of small beginnings, but you embraced it. Here you are now. Your numbers are insignificant to the power and the the prize that God is going to lay at your feet. Your numbers now are, are, are like the numbers of a Gideon's army. It may pale in comparison to other places, but it's going to do battle and it's going to do it well. Somebody say amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't you feel that in your ranks already? Don't you feel like that any enemy that comes in here, you guys are ready to handle it? Don't you already feel that way? Yeah. And and so you're ready to do this thing. You're ready to go forward. And God's going to, I don't want to preach your dedication service tonight, but I'm telling you, you need to get ready because God's got something powerful and it's already started. Give the Lord a hand of praise for that. So I'm excited for you. I stood over there and my excitement just got higher and higher and higher. I could see you in there. I could see you doing the work of the Lord in that place. And God is sending kings. He's not done sending kings into the midst of you. We talked about that a little bit today. When ministry was born, when Jesus came to this earth, God sent kings with finances. Yeah. Yeah, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those were monetary values. And when God brought that to them, it enabled them to go forward. God will send kings to what he's raising up to be ministry. Amen. Woo, come on. You better shout. You better shout. You better shout. 
God will raise up kings in the midst of his people. Some of you that have struggled, God's going to end your struggle and something powerful. And Well, how can that be, Pastor? We're in such a bad economy. How can things change? Look, you're underestimating the power of God. He can get money out of a fish's mouth. He can turn things around in a millisecond. And the next thing you know, you're a person of resource to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to stand up and say, I receive that now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. You speak it. You speak it. Mm. Hey, man, you can be seated. We're just flying by the seat of our spiritual britches right now. Amen. That's basically it. It's exciting to me. Uh, you know, I was a part of a great ministry in northern Kentucky. My dad pastored that church when I was just a boy. He pastored there for 16 years. That church had a destiny. It started from a chicken house and went to a barn. You've probably heard the story from some guy named Tommy. I don't know who he is, really. But, uh, you know, and, and it had a destiny. It didn't matter what it looked like at any given point in time. It didn't matter what it looked like. The seed was there. You know, if you ever look at... Uh, an acorn, it don't look like much, but when that tree sprouts up and it grows to what it's supposed to be, it was always that. Amen? I don't know if you heard that or not, but I don't know if you heard that or not, but I said it was always that. It's not what it is right now. It's what God means it to be. It's what God made it to be. It's what God created it to be. And nothing can change that. Amen? Look at somebody next to you and say, I am an oak. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what's next. I'm just up here flying. I told you I got high and I hadn't come down yet. What a buzz. Hallelujah. All right, let's read a scripture and see what happens. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 11. Watch this verse. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Six. Sorry. I told you, man, I'm buzzed out. You're lucky you got the 11. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Wow. That's awesome, isn't it? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to stand here tonight. And Lord, so many things are already taking place in this room. Spiritual surgery is being conducted even as we worship and even as I share your word. You are dividing asunder joint and marrow. You are going deep into God, into the soul, and you're delivering and you're strengthening and you're healing. And, and Father, I ask you right now to continue. Let your word go forward and strengthen our hearts tonight. And everybody said amen. amen. Uh, Tammy and I are no longer pastoring. Many of you already know that. Uh, 
some circumstances took place and some of it divinely orchestrated. Some of it just the pure old enemy got in there. Uh, but you know, the devil is God's devil. He knows how to handle him. Amen. He may show up. You know, it was God who hardened the heart of Pharaoh to go after the children of Israel. And just so you know, uh, you know, God uses things to take us where we need to be. So Tammy and I are floating right now. We just floated ourselves right down to Gulf Shores for a month. We, th- we thought if we're going to float, let's float in style. Hallelujah. It's cold here in Alabama right now. Let's go on down. But, you know, that is where the Lord began to speak to my heart. And, uh, and I would sit every morning with a guitar and she would go out onto the balcony and just sit there and open up a book or the Bible and read and listen to music. But, uh, you know, God began to speak these words into my spirit. So let's talk about this tonight. Uh, this Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 6 is referenced again. In Revelations chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, you find the same, uh, you find the same coalition of, of truth happening there. And uh, usually when we consider this passage, we tend to place its importance in the time frame that is the end or after the end. The lion will lay down with the lamb. Everything is done. And we tend to put that whole picture in that moment. What we fail to consider is the operation of this incredible tandem, the lion and the lamb, at work now. At work now. Amen? Not only so, uh, we, we need to consider the way in which they operate. Now, I want to talk about that for a few minutes. So if you will indulge me, the message is here and the message is coming to you. Amen? Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. So let's talk about Christ. He is described in scripture as the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe, maybe you've heard that many, many times you've heard it. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is also described as the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. How many of you have heard that phrase? Isn't that a beautiful? He is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, before anything happened, before the devil ever popped his ugly head up, Jesus already had a plan. See, that ought to make you shout right there. Amen. For those of you that think he's forgotten you, no, he had a plan before that thing ever started. Amen. For those of you that think, well, I prayed and I, I, I don't know where God is. You've got to understand, he already worked things out. He's already got it worked out. You're going to have to lean on his everlasting arm and trust him. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which shall not be removed, but abideth forever. In other words, when you trust him and take him at his word, you are planted and there's nothing that can uproot you. I don't care how strong the wind is. I don't care how black the storm is. You're rooted and planted in God. And when the storm is over, you're going to be standing. You're going to be standing. You're going to be standing. Somebody give him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. So when you see this in scripture, you must see it as one being. It was in one of the songs that you sang tonight. Julie, where Julie go? There she is. In one of the songs, the, the two are one. They're the same. When you see it in scripture, 
They are not separate entities, the lion and the lamb. It simply is a description of two powerful parts of one divine personality. Amen. He is the lion and he is the lamb. Amen. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's what put courage in the heart of the warrior. Amen. He is the lamb. He is the spirit of sacrifice, willing to lay down his life for another. Amen. Even if you didn't believe in Jesus, you have to understand the power of sacrifice. Where would the United States of America be today without the sacrifices of young men and young women who gave their lives and their bodies still lay in a foreign country? I'm preaching to you right now about sacrifice, but we We believe in Jesus, amen? We believe he's the son of God. We believe that he lived on this earth. We believe that he hung between heaven and earth and gave up the ghosts for us all. We believe on the third day he got up out of the grave. We believe that he's seated by the right hand of the father where he ever lives to make intercession for us. We believe he's as great as the entire universe and yet he can live inside of the heart of a single human being. Amen. We believe in the power of sacrifice. Jesus laid down his life so that you could have a life. He said it. He said, I have come that you might have life. He said, and an okay one. No, is that messed up? Did I just goof up? Yeah. No, he said more abundantly. Look at somebody say, it's time we live. Let's get living. Let's get living. Mm, My goodness. The coalition of a single purpose. These are things God spoke to me in February. Though they are diametrically opposed, the lion and the lamb, according to the laws of nature, they can't be more opposite. Right? According to the laws of nature. Yet according to the laws of God, they are intrinsically situated for success. The lion and the lamb. They work perfectly together. Oh my I want to talk about, they have one single goal, and that is to secure redemption for us all. The God who created the heaven and the earth, the God who took the dust out of the earth after he had blessed it and formed man and made him a living soul, the God who stooped down and breathed the breath of life into him, is the same God that is bent on you and me making it. (laughs) Preacher, how am I going to get through? How am I going to make it? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Amen. I'm talking about the God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the greatest being in the entire universe, the creator of all things, has one single purpose, and that is to make sure you make it. Amen. Am I going to fail? Yes, you are. Let's get that over with. 
Am I going to make a mess up? Yes, yes, yes. Let's get it over with. Am I going to make it? Yes, because he said he's going to keep you in the palm of his hand and no man can snatch you out of there. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. He's bent on your redemption. Come on. He's, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Maybe I don't, but he does. Amen. And he's already going to work it out. I want you to clap your hands and give him praise right now. But here's what's cool. The lion and the lamb are both involved in that single purpose, your redemption. The lion is going to work for your redemption. The lamb has already done the job. Hallelujah. It is, in fact, the coexistence of these polar opposite of species that spells doom to your enemy. I love it. The enemy never gets to figure it out. Can you see him scratching his head? You know, I thought it was a lamb coming last time, but it was a lion. <laughs> uh, can you see that? And the moment he thinks it's a lion coming, it's a lamb. It just wears him out. He don't know where it's coming from. What's going to get him next? I'm trying to get you excited about about how things are going to roll for you. You're going to get through what you're going through. Amen? You're going to pass this test. Things are going to be better after a while. You just wait and see. I've been in this thing a long time. I've seen a lot of things happen, but one thing I know for sure, there comes that day when God has worked it out and you stand there and shake your head and you say, I don't know how, but I can tell you he did it. Bunch of you can stand up tonight and testify and say, Pastor, I didn't know where that money was going to come from, but somehow it showed up. Pastor, the doctor said that this and this and this was going to happen but we sent him back and they couldn't find anything in there do you hear what I'm saying tonight oh hallelujah somebody his mere existence the mere existence of Christ prosecutes the enemy But it is his persistence that executes that purpose. The lamb prosecuted the enemy, but the lion executes the purpose. Whoo, can you hear this tonight? This, these are things the Lord told me in February to tell you. Hallelujah. Hiring a kite. I'm hiring a kite, but I'm just trying to get through it. Just trying to get through the night. I'm going to sleep like a baby. No hangover tomorrow. Isn't it a beautiful thing? His mere existence prosecutes the enemy, but it is his persistence that executes that purpose. This same example of prosecution and execution is at work for you right now. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. I'm about to get to where I need to get. I'm framing. Can't you hear the hammers and stuff going on? It is the lamb that exists, but it's the lion that persists. He ever lives. Oh, hallelujah. Poetically, you don't want this incredible scriptural image that I read to you to be merely physical, that in the end, this lion lays down next to a lamb. That sounds great, but, but that's not what you want. You don't want just a physical image. That would paint a cool picture, and it does, 
but it misses the full expression of our true victory. And I want to get that to you tonight. As it is the spiritual that eclipses the physical. Somebody say amen. amen. Preached it many times. The lion is for this world, but the lamb is for this one and the next. Somebody say amen. amen. Implementation is the executor of visualization. Amen. Once something is visualized, there has to be someone to carry it out. That is the dual nature of Christ. That is the tandem nature at work in him. The lamb visualized our success, but the lion is going to make sure it happens. Somebody say amen. Woo. Say, I got a lion working for me. Amen. All right, here we go. Crux of the matter. Are you ready? According to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Here's what I feel is the message. Here's what I feel you are to know. The lion won't lay down until the usefulness of his personality is exhausted. I hope you heard that. I said he won't lay down. <laughs> Woo. There is hardly a more incredible image of aggression than that of a lion in attack mode. How many of you have ever seen it on a documentary? How many of you ever turned the channel just before that sweet-looking little gazelle got it? Huh? And you said, I ain't watching that. Yeah, pretty crazy. A lion in attack mode, it is visceral. It's breathtaking, shocking. The sheer power of that moment is astounding. The quickness and the decisiveness of that animal, that single purpose, that driven instinct to do what it was made to do. I said the lion won't lay down until the usefulness of his personality is exhausted. Somebody help me preach. Woo! Yes. When you say Jesus, I said when you say Jesus, you reanimate the lamb, but you release the lion. Hey! When you say Jesus, Jesus comes alive. The lamb comes alive. The lamb who died for your sins. The lamb who prosecuted your enemy and found him guilty, stripped him, beat him, made a show of him openly, gave the keys of death, hell, and the grave to the church, prosecuted your enemy. It's over. Now the lion... When you say Jesus, the lion won't lay down. He quit on me, pastor. He just quit on me. I know somebody who won't quit on you. 
Come on. The lion, he won't lay down. He won't quit. He's in attack mode. He, you might want to turn your head. You might want to flip the channel. Because what he's about to do to your enemy ain't going to be pretty. You better grab that tonight. You better grab that because the enemy, he's been showing out like he's somebody when he's nobody. He's whipped. He's done. He's finished. And the lion is going to finish the job. You wait and see. Somebody stand up right now and say, I receive that in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on. Come on, lift your hand and say, I receive that in the name of the Lord. Come on. Listen to this. Daniel, Dan, you can come back, please. It's almost bedtime for me. Listen to this. The spiritual Serengeti that is your true battleground is his world. He owns it. He's the king of beasts. I said the spiritual Serengeti that is your battleground is his world. His orientation, not yours. Jehoshaphat got in a big battle once. He had enemies coming from every side. He called a fast throughout Judah and they began to fast and pray and seek the Lord. And they said to the Lord, are you not able? We know that you are able to defeat this enemy. And they began to offer praise and faith to God. A young prophet named Jehaziel, the son of a prophet, stood up and began to prophesy. He said, this battle is not yours. It's God's. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This is a message that I have for you as individuals in here that are going through battles and as a corporate entity that makes up this church. Remember this, because the enemy don't like what you're about to do. Some of you have been in battles simply because the enemy just don't like you. But that Serengeti is his world. He knows how to handle that devil. Wow. Get ready for victory. It was awesome tonight. Sherry, when I touched you, just the the sheer energy that was coming, it, it always amazes me. David, when I prayed with you, just that power just began to flow out. And there's an aggression in it that's directed at the disturbance. And it's so bent on getting what it's after. Get ready. What the enemy has tried to do is going to fail. Now and every attempt from now 
Amen. Stick together. Be tight. Stay together, flock of God. Watch out for the little foxes. They spoil the vine. Beware of the enemy because he'll try to move in. He'll try to mess it up. But know this, both the lion and the lamb are on your side. This thing's going to happen and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen no matter what the enemy does. It's going to happen. It is happening. <sighs> What's the tree going to look like if the acorn's this good? <laughs> huh? What's it going to look like God only knows, but I'm excited for you. Hey, for me, this feels like coming home. It really does. It just feels like coming home. This is the church I was a part of. These are the people that are in my heart and soul. That's right. And it's always going to be that way. And so, your success is my success. So get with it. Okay? Don't drop the ball now. Hallelujah. I want you to stand up and give somebody a hug just because you should. Come on. We're going to pray in a minute. Amen. So much of what was uh, going to happen in the realm of the Spirit happened throughout the time of worship. Let me remind you, and I'm sure you know this, when there's a presence like that in the house, don't wait till after a while. You jump in that. You better jump in it right then. Amen. You don't want to be that one that says, you know, I was about to. You know, don't be an about to. Grab hands with somebody next to you. Stretch out across the aisleway. Grab hands. Amen. Something powerful is in the room right now. Mm. Father, I thank you, Lord. You have been here tonight in such a special way. The message is more powerful than the messenger. God, it is dropped here right now tonight and the rest will be dropped in the morning. And so God, let your word take hold. Let it take root. Let it go deep in Jesus' name. Let the lion and the lamb come on the scene of this ministry. This is an area. This is a location this is a place where the spirit of religion has lifted its head and many are stifled because of that spirit God let there be a place 
where the lion and the lamb can be found, where the enemy will surely be reckoned with and healing can occur and miracles can occur and salvations can occur and bondage can be broken and lives can be changed and homes put back together. Young people by the droves praising and blessing the name of God. Father, let it break the back of the devil in this area. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Get ready, church. Get ready. Get ready. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Look at me. That building cannot make you any better than you are right now. Don't ever say, if we just had this, we could do that. You've already got all you need. Don't fall in love with that. That's going to be like a shoe you wear for a little while. It'll be nice, but it's going to wear out and you're going to move on to the next pair. Amen. Somebody say amen. I read a story about a person who died and they said they looked back and saw their body and they said it looked like a toy that they used to play with. Something they had for a little while, a toy, and it was no longer useful. Such an incredible comment, but it speaks to where you are. Amen? And you're going to look back on some of these times and see that what you had was just something that was useful for a little while but you're moving on to bigger and brighter and better things. All the ingredients are here right now. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, again, we just ask you, Lord, as you have seized this service tonight by your presence, God, that you would usher us into a higher, a higher realm, a higher plane. And God, that in that place, you would begin to show us the things that we need to see. And Father, I thank you, Lord, just to be here in such a magnificent moment at the point of combustion. God, where something powerful is about to explode on the scene. God, let it be so in Jesus' name. And I want you to say this with me. As I said it earlier, say, no weapon formed against me can prosper. All who rise up against me, up against us, shall fall. Their plans shall fail. They will not even get close to this house in Jesus' name. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.